Welcome to the weekly fallout. I'm Eric Indicott, joined with Bob Slovak, award-winning media personality, 22 years at, at ABC. I always love um, it when you Houston. say that. That's nice to hear. Uh, yeah, award-winning. Award <laughs> it, it was a good career. Let's put it that way. So, weekly fallout talk about. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been on. Uh, basketball ended. Uh, College Park had a good run. Um, uh, won their by-district game and, and then got beat by a really good Cy Falls team, but only 43-39. It was a great game. Mm. Cy Falls went on. I mean, College Park, they won that game. They could have went on. Westfield got beat, so they could have went on. To, to make a deep run, but uh, I don't think anyone's getting past Duncanville. No, Duncanville was the team. For I mean, sure. I did. You, I don't know if you watched the state championship game, but they were just amazing. Um, and and yeah, I mean, rank number finished the season rank number one in the country, yeah. and and uh, just you know all kinds of you know power five recruits and and whatnot. So yeah. amazing basketball season. Good job to to all the 13-6-8 teams that made the playoffs. And now we're in soccer. So girls soccer, 13-6-8, Woodland's always a powerhouse, 7-0 and 1. And in soccer, you get yep. those ties, right, the draws, they call it. And then Grand Oaks, 7-1 and 1, College Park, 5-3, and three. Oak Ridge, 2-6. and six. And those are pretty much the playoff spots. You got four teams going. And the playoffs start next week, so yeah. we're ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. And then boys soccer, Woodlands, 9-0, and undefeated in district. They're always really good. Yeah. College Park has a good team, 5-2 and two draws. Conroe, 5-2-2. And then Grand Oaks, 3-6. and six. What I get really excited is, you know, these, these teams and in, in these spring sports make these deep runs. And, and the Woodlands and College Park always you know they have a good chance to make a deep run i know the woodlands does um to the state tournament boys baseball baseball's kicking off softball's kicking off um baseball in our district even though 13 6a only has six teams this area has is a powerhouse big time baseball just because of the select world and and these kids grow up playing uh, in the Woodlands Oak Ridge area, they grow up playing for a long, long time, and these travel teams and parents put a lot of money into it, so they get to high school. Yeah. And you could be good in baseball, you'll get cut from the team real oh, quick. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What was the guy from Oak Ridge? Um, Luke? Was it Luke? Not Luke. Was it Luke Baker? Mm-hmm. Luke? Who am I thinking of? Mm-hmm. He was a Gatorade Player of the Year. Yeah, it's been about five years. He ended up going to TCU. Yeah, I need to look him up and see what, where he's at. Yeah, I mean they, you know, the Woodlands has a state championship. They had, uh, you know, my old broadcast partner Sinise his son played at Rice, won a national championship there. So, I mean, they always have these powerhouse teams, and it, it's not just the Woodlands. It translates to the other area sure. high schools, uh, even Conroe and, and uh, whatnot and Willis. So, um, boys baseball uh, getting kicked up. They just played two games in district. They'll play each other three times, just like they did in basketball. Woodlands 2-0, College Park 2-0 after two district games. Softball haven't had the district opener, but College Park is going to be a tough team to beat. They are really they have some really good players. I coached one of them in YMCA soccer back when she was <laughs> five years old. Um, great friends with the with the family, but uh, that, that's going to be fun watching. So, awesome. speaking of baseball, MLB, Major League Baseball. So we were in the lockout. Yeah. We're out of the lockout. What's got? I see all this news about players going. This I think Grinky got. Um, he went back to Kansas. City. Yeah, he went back to yeah, Kansas. You know, City. He's, at, he's at the end of the end of his career. So you know, he started there. He's going to finish there. Opening day, April seventh. 
Going to have to wait a couple of weeks longer than we wanted to. But, hey, they're going to play, which mm-hmm. is good. They, You know, the billionaires and millionaires settled their differences. And yeah, now, exactly. now we can move forward. But, you know, I, I think it was a good deal because they raised the minimum salary quite substantially to 700000 mm-hmm. when it was down in below 400000 So for the younger players breaking in, they can make a little bit more money early. We, we only hear about those huge contracts. Right, you know? and that's a benefit to the players. Yeah. That's what they were holding out Because well, your, your average span in the MLB is three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Not everybody plays 10, 15 years, so they right. try to make a little bit more money as right. they're going through. But yeah, a lot of uh, movement with players, and I'm like a lot of Astro fans. I already said goodbye to Carlos Correa, but oh. in the last couple of weeks, it's there's a chance he may be staying. Yeah. I mean, it is, and it, and it really breaks down. I talked to somebody about this the other day. So he there's a, there's a there's a uh, a report out there that Baltimore wants to give him the 10-year 300 million but I, I think he wants more than that his agent is now Scott Boris but I, I heard I heard this through the grapevine Scott Boris is kind of saying let's take a shorter deal right now and get some outs and go for that bigger money next season or the season after and somebody they they told me they said Scott Boris, he he's going to make his money because he's one of the top agents in, in the land. But Carlos Correa's old agents, mm-hmm. they may get a piece of the pie because they were his agents up until he he fired him. Mm-hmm. He fired him. So there's a, there's a lot of moving parts in this, and it's like, okay, Boris probably says, okay, this is my guy now. Yeah. I want the whole piece of the pie. Is it, is it like one of those things? If you terminate a contract, I still got you for six months. If you did it, like, well, I, I don't know I don't how know. that works. I don't know how it works either, <laughs> but that's what I heard. But what makes what's great news for the Astros is give him a one-year deal for $45 million. Who Who wouldn't take that? Who wouldn't take that? But then they said – Maybe maybe he'll get three years for a hundred twenty million, but he'll have an opt out after every year. Uh-huh. So basically, he'd be a free agent after every year anyway. Yeah, I saw a funny uh, GIF or Mimi or whatever mm-hmm. you call it on Twitter about Korea in uh, uh, Korea, and, and uh, it was uh, Korea is right now binge watching the first season of The Wire, so he can tell <laughs> if he wants to move his family to, to Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> you know what? Probably not the show. I'm sure there's better areas. Oh, yeah, there's that. much better. Much better. It's a beautiful city down yeah, by the water. But you know, Richard Justice. You know, Richard mm-hmm. Justice used to write for the Chronicle forever. He he worked in Baltimore. I I had him on my Huddle Up show a couple of weeks ago. He said Baltimore, and I'm thinking, really? He goes, it'll be a team you don't expect. And he goes, I'm telling you, Baltimore is going to make a run. And this report comes out in the last 24 hours that Baltimore's out there. So mm-hmm. I don't see Correa going to Baltimore because he's a win-now kind of guy. Yeah. They wouldn't be winning now. I'm saying, man, I, I just want to I want to turn on the radio or check Twitter here in the next couple of days and see Carlos resigns with the yeah. Astros. Yeah. And, you know, I always think about loyalty, you know, and that's my folly. Like, you know, I always, you know, I'm a loyal guy, so I always think about loyalty. And, you know, this the Astros. He's been here forever. But I've never been paid $100 million to do anything or even <laughs> anywhere close. So, so I know loyalty, you know, even in the coaching world, like with Chris Beard and yeah. stuff like that, like – you know, when the, when when it's a business and, and the stakes are that high, and there's a lot of different variables that come into making that decision. I hope he stays. I hope they pay him. Yeah, you know, I think he's I just a staple. Want the, I just want the Astros window for World Series contention to, to last a couple more years. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want it to start going down. Not, not have to be a rebuild like it was back yeah. when. What was the S uh, the Sports Illustrated article that predicted that yeah, they would yeah, win? Yeah, they the, said they would win the uh, the. Uh, in 2017, they said they would win the World Series and whatever. I can't remember. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they had a young uh, 
um, uh, Couple of young, they had Altuve on there, and uh, and you know holding the bats and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. So so one question about that. So so during the the negotiations, what what's up with the the owners taking games away? Like that doesn't make sense to me because they make money if there's games. Like yeah. did they take yeah. games away? Well, the when they all came, in, when they settled it, they said they're going to play 162. Because mm-hmm. at first they they took a week away, and right. they Took another way. That was that was just a ploy. Oh, okay. Say, oh, you're going to lose money if you don't settle. Right. You know they were they were kind of. Yeah. Right. I mean, taking money, I, I, it benefits the players because they have a certain amount of time that they got to get ready because they're throwing. Yeah. And, and, well, you know, the pitchers, for sure, yeah, have absolutely. so much time. Well, you know, the, the sad part about it is when, they, when you get in these labor disputes with these leagues, it's the little people that get hurt. It was the stadium workers and those people, you know, those games, yeah. you know, they're yeah. losing that income. So. Yeah. And the local businesses around each yeah. arena yeah. or stadium yeah. and whatnot. Totally understand. Well, MLB, I'm glad you got your things together and, and uh, hope – hope uh, everything works out and we really hope we keep Korea yeah absolutely so favorite time of the year March Madness starts today well actually started first four last two days Um, we got Baylor uh, number one got a number one seed they were the fourth number one seed so ranked number four uh, but number one seed they played Norfolk State today at 2 p.m. Texas Southern Pulling off, I think what was it seemed like an upset the way they were talking over <laughs> over Corpus Christi A and M, but they get to they get to face uh, Kansas today. That's uh, you know that was their that was their prize for oh, uh, I, the play in game. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know they've been here before the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they do a great job over there at TSU. Uh, they play a tough uh, non non conference schedule, and then mm-hmm. when they get in conference, they're ready to go. And uh, here they are again. Mm-hmm. Uh, can they beat Kansas? Nah, probably not. But right. you know they're there. Great experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, happy for those guys. Texas Tech got a three seed. Uh, they face Montana State on Friday. Texas gets a six seed. I know Beard was hoping for a four or five, but he got the six. Faces a tough. Oh my God, that's a that's a tough match. Virginia right Tech there. eleven. So they won thirteen of their fifteen yeah. last games, and then just made an incredible run. Blew out Duke in the championship game it. of the ACC tournament. If and I was the Horns, I'd be a little bit nervous. Uh, yeah, but I'm yeah, sure Beard to have them ready. Yeah, I yeah, mean, uh, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. And then and then of course our our Cougs, UH. Yep. Gets that five seed. I thought they they finished the season well. They had a good run in the tournament, won the championship over Memphis. Uh, They play a tough UAB team. That's tomorrow. Um, So, of all these teams, who do you see making the deepest run? Well, the the, the obvious choice is Baylor. Yeah, Baylor makes a run. But I'm going to tell you this right now: U of H is going to get Arizona. I believe uh, they'll make the Sweet 16. But then they have Arizona. Mm-hmm. If they get past Arizona, they'll they'll, they'll make the Final Four. But yeah. that's the tall order right there: being able to get past Arizona right. in the third round. I'm a big statistical guy, Bob, and I saw this uh, one stat. There's all these guys that put these different stats together, and one was. Um, how many how many runs you know basketball's a game of runs during the game so you know how many you know go on an 8-0 run within 2 minutes or whatnot so how many runs for and against and UH was way off the charts on runs for Four. them okay. and not against them so they're a very dangerous team that no lead is safe they can get on the board real quick and 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 overcome any deficit but also put you away real quick and i still think they're dangerous cuz at the beginning of the year uh 
beginning of this year, a lot of during conference play, a lot of uh, injuries, but people stepped up and, and yeah. their players stepped up. Samson had them playing really, really well, and uh, I think now they're they're you know that's going to be better and in it, the tournament. Going to what you're saying about runs for and against, the, the thing that UH does probably better than anybody is is play defense. They mm-hmm. play defense and they win the 50-50 balls almost every time. So that's where that comes into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good luck to the Cougs. Well, yeah, I'll be rooting Cougs. for you. I'll be rooting for my friend Chris Beard. I'll be rooting for Texas Tech. My daughter goes there and she'll slap me if I don't. <laughs> okay. Be watching those games tomorrow with her. And, and hey, I'm rooting for the, the, the upset. Texas Southern, let's go. Let's beat them Big Jayhawks. Run. I know Big you run. got one of the best players in the in the in the in the country right now to go up against in Kansas. But uh I think you can make a run. Baylor, of course, they're always there. So um so call out this week. So A and M got snubbed. Man. I couldn't I, I, I couldn't either and, and they made such a good run in the SEC tournament. And one of the things that stuck out to me, Bob, is you know, their record was twenty three and whatever. They had twenty three wins. That's all I was worried about. And the 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 Southland Conference Commissioner who was the chairman of the selection committee, um, he came out and said, yeah, we're watching these tournaments because they mean a lot. doesn't seem like they mean a lot if you make it to the championship game. Not really a close game against Tennessee, but close enough, right? Well, I mean, the, the committee went the exact opposite of all the uh, bracketologist people on every mm-hmm. network because mm-hmm. everybody had them on the bubble, then they had them the first four out, then they went to the first four in. Mm-hmm. They just kept moving up. You know, mm-hmm. on these rankings, but then when it came down to it, they, they just didn't get it. Yeah, do you, do you think there's bias in East Coast, Midwest, like teams like Indiana? Rutgers had a, uh, a record of 18 and 13, and they get in before A&M does in 23. And I get their strength of schedule and all that stuff, but, like, again, that record has to mean something. The record has to mean something. I mean, it's like, okay, there's a committee. What, what, what formula did they use? Have they ever really came out and said we're using this formula? Because it doesn't make any sense when you come down to it. Now, somebody's going to have to be let, left out. But it really didn't seem like it should have been Texas A&M, especially in the SEC. Mm-hmm. It just didn't, it just didn't add up. Didn't yeah, add when up. I went through it, there was a few teams that was like, okay, they, they could have easily got in over them. But, again, you know, you get the, you know, you get a lot of people that get upset when people, you know, teams like Michigan and Indiana and these old, you know, old school, you know, uh, power teams, you know, uh, power conference teams uh, get the benefit of the doubt over an A&M. Uh, who's not a basketball school, like, so I get it, and they're, you know, deep in Texas and whatever, but the Ags definitely should have got in. Should have got in. So, um, well, short and sweet today, it's St. Patrick's Day. I know you can't tell. I got a green T-shirt on, but I matched the green screen behind us. His shirt is a little bit – he's got the Masters dark green shirt on, so you can tell. You can tell. But, hey, thank you for joining us today. Good luck to all these teams in, in, in March Madness. It's so much fun for me. It's the best time it's in awesome. sports yeah. of the year. We're looking forward to the Astros and getting behind them and, and kicking off the season. And good luck to all all these uh, spring sport high school student athletes with soccer, baseball, mm-hmm. softball, track, and all that good stuff. We'll be back soon um, to maybe update on some Final Four. Hopefully we can talk about how Texas Southern made it to the Final Four here in a couple <laughs> of weeks. Who knows? Any of those Texas teams, uh, man, it'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. But for Bob and Eric, thank you for joining us. We'll be back with a weekly fallout next week or the week after or whatever. But happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Thank you.